0: Non-Fungible Queens, a podcast for the queens and the in-betweens. I'm Hodel Hill.
1: I'm K-Duck. Welcome back to another episode of Non-Fungible Queens. Tonight we're joined by Carrie. Thank you so much for joining us, Carrie. We're super excited to chat with you, uh, hear about your journey and all the cool things you're working on. Thank
2: you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you guys.
1: I know I, we were just discussing um, how how big of a fan you've been and how big of a supporter you've been for us. So we really appreciate that. Um, I know from the beginning, you've always liking and sharing our tweets. Um, so we really appreciate the support. Oh, I
2: appreciate you saying that. I really, you know, when I, I think we first, I think I first heard you in a space, K-Duck, and there was something about, you know, your voice and the mission behind what you guys were doing. and. You know, I just, I love a good podcast too. I feel like between podcasts and Twitter spaces, like I don't know what to do with silence anymore. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm totally here for it. I'm totally here for you guys. I love, love what you're doing.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm super excited because, you know, when we started this podcast, um, I feel like, you know, artists like yourself like these are really the type of people that we set out to showcase so it's really cool when we get to you know have an artist on and but then also someone that's a supporter that you know has been there so yeah I, I'm, I'm super excited um oh, yeah
2: thanks
1: so you know first question we usually ask is um how did you get inter- introduced to the space and what was kind of your start
2: yeah um I I can laugh about it now, which I'm really thankful for, but my start into the space was such a dark, dark place. Um, I, you know, was going through a lot in my life. I was having kind of a a quarter-life crisis in a way, and I guess a bit of a backstory of what officially got me into the space is for my 25th birthday, I wanted to paint a portrait um, to kind of commemorate, you know, 25. There's all this pressure. It's like such a, a milestone and you really want to do something special. So I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll do a portrait. You know, I don't really do that. Um, and I went to do it and it's, it's actually my my mother of mental health piece that started my first NFT collection. But when I was starting to paint myself, I, I honestly just became frozen in fear and, shame. And I was having to confront for the first time just how far I had disassociated from myself to get through my day to day life. And I was questioning, you know, how how have I let people treat me this way? What do I even like? You know, what do I not like? I didn't even know who I was. Um, which it sounds really easy, you know, when you just listen to the words of like, yeah, I was like panicking. But it's like it was the most magnified, like sense of chaos in my mind and it was just so loud and the shame and the you know disappointment in myself and how I let myself get here was so loud that I literally wanted to end my life and so I like laid on the floor I had this like big ugly cry you know where like your eyes get super swollen and puffy and no one's looking cute and I just I was planning on how I was going to go downstairs you know when I got up and in and, and my life and thankfully I fell asleep um really thankful I fell asleep. And so, you know, through that, I kind of made a commitment. I, I fell asleep, you know, I went downstairs, um, and just kind of went to bed. And then when I came back up to where I, the portrait was the next day, um, I was kind of looking at her. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, look what came from, you know, me losing myself and actually listening to my thoughts for the first time. And, you know, God knows how long. Um you know, look at what happened when I put everyone else before me. You know, I don't even realize who I am anymore because I've put everyone else before me for so long. And it was just kind of this really beautiful, like beautiful but like terrifying thing. Like, don't get me wrong. It was kind of like I don't know what to do with this feeling. Um, spark of, wow, I need to get back to myself. Um and at the time I thought it was gonna be kind of easy. You know, you always hear like, oh self-care, bubble bath, like da-da-da-da. And it's self-care can be so like shitty sometimes because you're really having to do the work and that work is so hard um so i was like i'm gonna get back to myself i'm gonna get back to creating i'm gonna get back to you know using art as therapy for me and kind of getting back into that and my brother actually was like hey you know i know you're really struggling um have you heard about nfts and I was like, no, like, I don't really know. You know, it seems super techy, And that's just that's not me. No, I wish it was me. Like, I didn't, I didn't know how like, I mean, you saw me trying to log on to this podcast today. I'm terrible with technology. So when he brought up NFTs, I was like, I don't I don't know. Um, and he was like, No, like, do it for the art, do it for the the community there, the community I kept hearing, you know, it sounded like a buzzword community community. And I was like, you know, when we think of the internet, we think of like, the, you know, trolls and kind of the uglier side of the internet. And so when he was saying what a wonderful place it was, I was like, this seems like too good to be true. Like, I don't know. And so I joined in October of 2021. And it was my first time using Twitter since like high school, I hadn't touched it, Um, created like a whole new account, Uh, tried to figure out like, who I wanted to be in the space. And, um, I realized I was like, you know, I'm just going to be myself because I don't think I could keep up with like playing someone else. So I'm just going to be who I am and be real. And, you know, at that point I was like, I literally have nothing to lose. Like I've been at the lowest of my low, you know, why not? Let's just try it. And I kind of like watched for a little bit, saw what was going on. And I was like, Oh, I got to like my brother was like, you need to like get in spaces, like go talk to people. And I'm such an introvert. I was like, I don't know how, like, I don't, I, it just, it was such a foreign concept to me, especially with COVID, you know, like I felt like I hadn't had social interaction in so long, Yet, alone like joining the space and talking to people. And I joined Lori's space and she like asked, you know, about my story and I was not expecting to cry, but I started like bawling and just put like all of my dirty laundry out for everyone in the space to hear. And it was just not expected at all. But I was just met with such, you know, warmth and love and acceptance and encouragement. And her as well as like so many others in the space have become my friends, like they're my friends on Twitter, and they're my friends in real life. And it's just really... um. It's really cool so yeah that was a very long-winded answer <laughs> but that's kind of how I got you know into the space and where I was starting out you know just a few months ago
1: no I love it and and first of all thank you so much for being open to sharing all that with us I know that um it's not an easy topic and it's, it's really not easy to be open with people as well. And so um, I, I applaud you for that aspect of it as well. I know um, on Twitter, you've started sharing your story a bit too. And I think, uh, you know, it, oh, it's thanks. really brave. Thank
2: you for saying that. That's really kind of you to say, you know, it's just, it's, we all go through it, right? Like, I, I don't know why, well, I mean, I guess we don't all go through the same thing, but we all have struggles. You know, we're human beings at the end of the day. And I think the only chance of us all healing and being together is to just be honest and like honest in the most brutal and ugliest of terms and just sharing kind of your truth in your heart so other people can see that, you know, they're not alone. I think the problem is when everyone feels alone, that's when you, the self-talk can get really bad. And, you know... Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. It's
0: been such a hard time to, um, obviously, COVID, making everything difficult for everybody and just amplifying that feeling of...
1: loneliness,
2: mm-hmm. Right,
1: 100%. And and I can relate, too, because um, when I joined the space, I, I've talked about this before, too, I felt like because of COVID and the way life was going that I felt like I was in this routine where you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't super sad or anything, but I I also like, wasn't happy. Like I was just kind of going through the day to day. I was fortunate where I had a job where I still went to work every day. So I was literally just going to work, coming home, going to bed, doing it over and over again. And so I feel like this space, you know, kind of sparked me again. And I feel like that's, that's why I fell in love with it. So, so quickly and so easy is because I was just lacking that. And, and it's, it's hard with what's going on in the it world really right is. now that's
2: a fantastic point and I, I know what you mean it's like i wasn't happy i wasn't sad i was just kind of like sitting in it like it was yeah existing, existing. but like barely right because like you you think of existing and it's like yeah. experiencing life and you know but it was like i feel like i was just taking up space and
1: yeah. And then it's like you start yes. to feel guilty because it's like, I have, I mean, I have a great life. Like I'm very thankful for everything. Like I'm healthy. I have, you know, friends and family, but, um, it, yeah, it's just, it is really hard to explain to people that, um, you know, don't go through that. So I, I do, I really feel it. I, I live it. So yeah, props to everyone who, you know, wakes up every day and decides that they're going to do it. Yeah.
2: It's, I mean, I think everyone and well, not everyone, I don't want to stereotype, but a lot of people in the NFT community are all kind of coming from that place. You know, I think with the artists in the space, a lot of people like a lot of creatives tend to be kind of isolated, you know, in real life anyway, with not finding like they they fit in or they find their tribe. So I think when you have a community of people who kind of come together in the NFT space where it's like. Oh, like you you feel alone, I feel alone, but hey, we're not alone. Like, and you're able to kind of join in that. And especially like you were saying on top of COVID with kind of coming out of just existing and sitting there and that spark for genuine human connection that honestly, like kind of for me faded away. I worked, um, when COVID started, I was working in a student travel organization, (laughs) which like kids were not, you know, I can laugh about it now, but then I had, you know, parents who were really upset, and rightfully so, I totally get it, you know, it's a lot of money, but also, like, I can't control the Washington, D.C.'s, like, government regulations on travel, and so I was getting death threats, I was getting, like, these horrible messages about how grandma, like, died on her deathbed to send, you know, Johnny to D.C., just, like, terrible stuff that made me just not want to, just made me want to keep sitting there, because I was like, I just can't even, I can't deal with COVID normally on top of, you know, all this stuff. Um, but yeah, so just the, the excitement for life and human connection that's come out of the space and finding like-minded individuals, I think is so cool. Agreed. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: it's, it's super exciting. I feel like, you know, every day there, there's something more to be exciting about. There's new people to meet. There's new communities to join. Like there's just so many aspects to that, um, you know it it's really it is just an adventure every day so it it's pretty cool um that that's why i just kind of yeah. want to tell everyone about it <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so have you joined any um any communities since like specific communities since joining the space overall i
2: it's uh, a great question i think the answer is yes (laughs) because like i'm trying to figure it like okay so community is being actually yes yes i know the answer to this um so the peace love and nfts which is chelsea's um community is fantastic she is she's so cool she's like that cool older sister that you're like oh i really want to be her like she's just so solid within herself it's such an inspiration for you to become more solid within yourself and so she's fantastic. Um, of course, like Lori Grace and her community and her spaces, um, Amber Shea has this fantastic ADHD um, space, which encouraged me to seek help medically. And turns out I do have ADHD, which is part of the reason that I was struggling so much, you know, before I was diagnosed. Um, so she's there. Um, yeah. And I just made a lot of friends in those spaces that you know, of like minded people who are super kind and super supportive. Coco uh, has her um, Stardust Society, which are fantastic one of one pieces that she does. Um, so yeah, there's just Oh, and then Jody. sorry, I'm sitting here thinking and looking through my my, me- my <laughs> messages of people uh, that I talked to Jody has her resiliency rooms that honestly just feel like you know, like when you come home and you can just slip into your comfies and snuggle up by the couch and have a glass of tea, um, just kind of talking through like your hard stuff together is really lovely. So, yeah, I've just um, lots of love club from Roe is just fantastic with like spirituality and self-love and community. The, I, I'm so glad you asked this question because I'm sitting here thinking about it for the first time in terms of like what communities have you joined? And I never really like thought about it. But it's like, oh my gosh, like, look at all these people I've connected with, not in like an ego way, but in a grateful way of like, look at all these friends, you know, so sorry. <laughs> it's a, um, Yeah,
1: I know. it. Yeah, and it really is like, I reflect back and I'm like, I, I was just telling someone the other day that I'm friends with so many different types of people that I don't think I ever would have been friends with, like outside of our nft connection so it's brought me to so many different types of people people clear across the world for me and i just think that's so cool like wh- where yeah, else can honestly. you find and that and like
2: even the crow fam now i'm sitting here thinking of different you know communities has been so they were predominantly male which you know being a woman in the space it's it can be really nerve-wracking going into a predominantly male space um but they've been so like uplifting and so encouraging and empowering to bring women into the space and also uplift us. So they're, they're another awesome community too here in the space doing great things. Um, Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just had to throw them in there. It's just cool. There's so many cool people in this space doing really good things for the planet. And it's just so freaking refreshing compared like what we were talking about, like with COVID and everything. It's just, oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, it, it really is awesome. So tell me a little bit about um, you as an artist. Were, I know you said this all kind of started. You were doing a self-portrait. So were you an artist self-portrait? I was, that self-portrait? yeah. So
2: um, <laughs> I don't know how my mom parented me, to be honest. So we when we were growing up, you know, back, back in the day, that makes me sound so old. But I'm probably not that old. But canvases used to be really expensive. Um, And so we, you know, my parents were divorced. Um, My mom was like basically a single mom. Well, she was because they were divorced. And then my dad like wasn't around and wasn't much help um, at all. But so we didn't have a lot of, you know, money. The first thing we would do when she got paid was buy groceries and toilet paper. Um, But so canvases were super expensive. So I would paint on things (laughs) all around the house. Um, I'd paint on like, the back of my bedroom door. I'd paint on my closet wall. I painted on my like walls, the ceiling, um, like her like Tupperware lids, the kitchen plates. Like, I don't know how she dealt with me. Cause honestly it was like anything that I could get in front of me, I wanted to paint it. Um, and I did, I did that stuff all the way up until, um, kind of entering, you know, the corporate world after college, in, I moved to Washington, D.C. for a bit, and for four years I was out there in a 400-square-foot apartment, so there, there wasn't a lot of space for me to, you know, bring my, like, creative supply, because I work with predominantly, like, oil paints, and so with that, like, the paints take up space, you know, the canvases, the tools and everything, um, and I just didn't have the space for it, so I didn't really create. I would, like, draw and doodle here and there, but I kind of really got away from it for four years until... You know turning back into
1: it yeah th- I, that i could not imagine um my parents were so strict about that kind of stuff And my dad was you know th- i mean they're awesome but they were just like you know <laughs> keep it on the paper but i think that's co- i think that's cool when uh you know like there, she was just letting you be yourself, and so I mean, <laughs> no, she was maybe.
2: So- <laughs> it was like, oh, honey, this is beautiful. Maybe don't paint on the dinnerware next time, Mike.
1: I <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard of like the walls, the doors, but I mean the Tupperware, like that's <laughs> yeah,
2: it was uh, yeah, right. So you know it's yours. <laughs> I took it a step further than just putting my name on it, you know. <laughs>
1: that's dedication though
0: I have no artistic talent so I always love to hear about artists I feel like everyone
2: has talent and everyone can be creative in their own way I think there's such a like I really believe that you know like there's such a stigma around like artists are, are only people who are really good at you know what they do and I feel like I'm really bad you know what I do. I'm getting better with the self talk, but I really feel like everyone has a little bit of creative ability. Creativity just isn't necessarily always like painting or drawing. You know, it could be like the way you you phrase your words, the way you talk to people and communicate, and go about your day. And I don't know. I just feel like everyone can be creative.
1: I do think that's true, though. Like, there's different ways to be creative beyond creating like art. There, there's so I do think that. Uh, that's something that I don't think about a lot, but you can be creative in your problem solving. You know, um, just sure. a lot of different things. So, you said mostly oils, and you do you still do a lot of canvas work? You know, a- outside yeah, of so finding I NFTs. Yeah, so I
2: primarily do canvas work. It's funny, NFTs has kind of not pushed me, but like lovingly encouraged me to play with digital art more. So I did my like all my very first digital art collection is my Lady and Lord collection, um, which is dedicated. it's like based on, you know, mental health and making sure and kind of proving that mental health matters for everyone, regardless of gender. That was my first all digital thing. Um, I have a few other digital collections that I've played with, you know, with Procreate. But for the most part, I, I still do a lot of canvas work. And then I will um, upload and digitally edit my canvas work and turn that into uh, an NFT.
1: Well, that's awesome. So most of your work, because I, I have browsed your OpenSea, so most of the work on there, that's actually your canvas mm-hmm. paintings yeah, that you so, uploaded? Um,
2: colorful Core, that's all digital. I did do that, you know, all on Procreate, lady and lord was procreate but the the core of our being that was canvas work um mother of mental health is all canvas work the fem form she's canvas work um i'd say like 80 percent is you know canvas work
1: that's awesome so so have you ever thought about having um like if they purchase your nft they get the in real life canvas as well
2: 100 percent actually a lot of them um i know specifically with form. i can't remember if i did that on the the core of our being um if they purchase the work i'll mail them the the original canvas piece you know free of charge for sure uh just because there is something that's so cool about like the tangible product and holding that in your hands and it's kind of the best of both worlds with you know having the nft which you can like conquer the world with right it can be anything you want um versus like the canvas that you know can be a loving reminder in your office or whatever i do think
1: that it is so that's such a cool aspect for art because it's almost like the nft is like your certificate of authenticity like it's like it's for on the blockchain forever like you can prove that you own this art and then here it is hanging on your wall like i think that like that's such a cool um aspect of it that artists should utilize like it's awesome
2: I totally agree and it's cool like it excites me because the buyer can do whatever they want with it right like if you want to put it as your you know wallpaper on your phone or iPad like do it if you want to print her out really big and put it on your wall do it like if you want like the sky is the limit with what you can do with these pieces of art you're buying and i think that's so cool and i love that the artists like has kind of their, their stamp on it, you know, on the blockchain forever and ever that they can see that that was created and a part of their journey and a part of, you know, collectively the journey of the blockchain. And, um, yeah, I just, I think it's really cool that there's such a way and artists keep getting rewarded, right. With like secondary sales and, you know, it really shifts to putting the artist in the spotlight kind of forever and always, which is something that's not really done in real life.
0: yeah it's so different like if you if you're painting resells later mm-hmm. you right. don't see any of that right but if your nft resells you get the royalties exactly so and especially
2: awesome. like the royalties is great but like i also don't like okay yes you know there's gas fees and there's like the commission for open or foundation um but compared to a gallery where a gallery would take you know 50% like it's huge that the pricing that's put in place currently is to benefit the artist. Um, I mean, and the collector too, in a roundabout way, minus gas fees. But I mean, it's just what has to be done right now. But um, I think
1: one of the, one of the cooler parts too is how accessible it is. I mean, obviously there, there's a lot of things that go into it. Like you have to have, you know, the tools and stuff to create the art in the first place. And then you have to have, you know, some kind of internet device, but creating on OpenSea, at least OpenSea, it, it's pretty easy. Um, you know, you go to the tab, you you put in your collection and stuff like that. So once you have the art uploading to OpenSea, it, it, I think it's really accessible for artists as compared to, you know, getting, getting their work shown in a gallery or, you know, having a show, paying for that space, you know, whatever it may be. It's very, you know, artist friendly
2: oh hands down it's it's so like I, for me the biggest um kind of barrier to entry was just the lingo and like getting like okay wait gas means what minting means what like a generative project what is that like but once you learn kind of the lingo and how things flow the rest is so easy like open you know and I guess, thank God for the internet, because if you don't know, you can Google it or you can lean on your community members and be like, hey, qu-, you know, quick question, how do I do um, additions on OpenSea or whatever? Uh, it, it really is kind of easy to learn and to pick up um, if you have the, you know, position of being able to, to have a computer to have internet access um, and kind of upload your art. But once you can do that, you know, OpenSea, it's great. It's so simple.
0: So, have you converted any of your collectors from real life collectors into not yet?
2: Um, I tried. To... <laughs>
0: or any of your uh, friends? I, guess. I
2: tr- talked to my aunt. Um, gosh, what was that? Just two days ago, I actually went up to see her. She, um, I'm based in Springfield, Missouri, and she lives in Kansas City. She's a fantastic artist, and so, but she does, you know, quote unquote, like in real life paintings. Not she doesn't do NFTs. Uh, and so I tried to explain that to her. Um, and there were some some questions that came up that I didn't really know how to answer. Um, but one of her concerns was like her, you know, collectors wouldn't collect NFTs. And I think it's at this stage in the game, it's like there's, there's two sides, right? There's NFTs or there's quote unquote like traditional art you know, collectors. There's not a lot of traditional collectors that do NFTs, but there's a lot of NFT collectors that do both. And so I think as more people learn about NFTs and the value they can bring and the positive change that they can enact in the world, they'll slowly start to kind of, you know, come over, (laughs) come over to the dark side a little bit more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it seems like yeah, as we're getting all like these um coming. all these new companies that are joining every day, um you know, buying, posting, talking about it, um it's only going to get more and more people's eyes on it.
2: Mhm, exactly. And that's the thing too, right? Like with an NFT, talk speaking of like getting more eyes on it. You know, if I buy a piece of traditional art, it's beautiful and I'll love it, you know, and I'll hang it in my home and Everyone who comes over can look at it. Um, you know, I can take a picture and put it on Instagram. But, like, with an NFT, like, I can share that, you know, wherever the heck I want. And I think that's something, like, that's cool, too, as far as the the art aspect of NFTs is, you know, you can really get your art out there and get a lot of eyes on it. Um, and I think as, you know, the movement for NFTs kind of builds and keeps going forward that a lot more people are... Going to see NFTs. I mean, gosh, they were in freaking like Times Square up on billboards in Times Square like that. You can't do that with a piece of, like the Mona Lisa. You can't take her and put her in Times Square. But like an NFT because it's digital. Yeah. Like blow that up huge. You know, it's just it's neat. She, She's I was small so upset when I saw her after. I mean, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it was great because it's the Mona Lisa. But my expectation, I was like, What? <laughs> cuz she was so small.
0: <laughs> Do you have like a dream collector of your NFTs like someone who, oh, they bought my piece I'm so Oh, that's a good question. Happy
2: you know. know, honestly, if I sit and really think about it, no. I don't like I I want it to be people that get it and that get me. I don't want my art going to someone who wants to just flip it really quickly. I don't want my art going to someone who, you know, doesn't really care or doesn't really take the time to get to know me or, you know, why I created a piece or where this emotion and feeling is coming from because I really think that, like, when we look at art and it resonates with us, we can kind of heal ourselves deeper. And then, you know, if you're sharing that experience with someone, it furthers, like, your connection with them as well. Um, So for me, it's a very, like intimate thing so I I just want my art to go to people who who appreciate it and who like it <laughs> I guess but that's an awesome question that's I mean Ed Sheeran can buy a <laughs> I kind of love him so like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fine
1: <laughs> so kind of rolling off the back of that, do you have any artists that you take inspiration from that uh, you kind of like, maybe like a mentor to you?
2: My aunt has been a huge uh, mentor. Um, Leslie Beck, she is an artist. Um, Like I said, she's based out of Kansas City. But her, she's always been one to really kind of, she's shown me that really great things can come when you be yourself and when you listen to yourself and your like creative calling. Um she's always been super creative and cool and she's kind of encouraged me indirectly and directly to um kind of lean into my creative calling as well. So she's been fantastic. Um an awesome, awesome inspiration for me.
1: That's awesome when you have someone so close to you that, like, you can, you know, chat with about it. Does she do similar? Like, does she do oil paintings?
2: No, she's, oh my gosh, she's so talented. She does um, uh, acrylics. Um, So she works primarily with acrylics, um, like abstract acrylic form, uh, really beautiful, like landscape photos. She does some like family pictures. Um, She does like um, I'm looking at a piece now. Actually, I have a piece of um, in the room I'm in in my house. I have one of her pieces hanging up. It's a really beautiful, um, gosh, I think it's like liquid, like an ink. You know those ink paintings where it's like you drop the ink and it kind of spreads throughout yeah. the page. And you can like so – that's, that's what it is, and it's just really beautiful. But, yeah, she does really great abstract art with um, different acrylic mediums. So why
1: why do you feel like you gravitated toward – towards oils is that something that you like kind of recognized or you were just like "Mm, I just kind of like oils more than others
2: so I it's funny the first time I had I used oil painting Um, I'd done acrylic painting and just like the the cheaper painting that you can get you know like at the craft store growing up and then when I was 16 is when I did my first oil painting. And I actually have those pieces up on OpenSea, which is funny. I've made them into NFTs now. Um, but my very first oil paintings I did with my fiance, because we've been together for almost 10 years. So we started dating when we were 16. Um, and he's the one that introduced me to oil paintings. And at first, it really like bothered me because oil painting, it's so thick, and it's so messy. And in my head, I'm like, this is so messy. It's like getting on my hands, and I'm someone like I do not like my hands to be dirty. Um, I'm a bit of a germaphobe, so anytime there's like a weird texture on my hands, it really bothers me. And so for a long time, I was kind of disgusted. It's like too strong of a word, but I was really put off by the the messiness of it. Um, but as I like got to play with it more, you know, I I noticed I really got into baking and. My favorite part of baking was frosting the cake and it was because it's that thick consistency um, that I just really started to, started to sort of fall in love with. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I totally, you know, want to get back to oil paintings because with oil paints, you know, you can really change the texture of it. It can be really thick when it just comes straight out of the tube or you can water it down um, with some like some primer, like oil To make it you know more of a thinner based paint but I just take it like straight out of the tube and I slap it on the canvas like it is you know like icing a cake and there's something that's just so therapeutic about it for me I relate it a lot to my anxiety and my depression with like overthinking because with oil painting if I'm wanting to do something with multiple colors I kind of take different chunks of those colors and put them on the canvas at the same time and you can push the paint just to the point where it's super beautiful and if you don't know when to stop it's going to get messy and you're going to ruin it and you're going to lose that beautiful contrast so it's for me it relates to anxiety and overthinking because it's like if I'm kind of in this anxiety storm if I don't pull myself out of that if I don't stop then it's going to get messy and potentially like ruin the day or ruin the moment um so I just I love for me how much oil paint relates to me and my mental health journey and I also love just the texture and depth that it can provide um to the canvas those are kind of a nerdy answer
0: didn't think I'd get so excited about the paint it sounds amazing I can oh the
2: non-artistic I can one huh
0: in my head, like Putting the oil paint on There the we go. Sensor. It's coming out. <laughs> oh, not myself. I'm picturing her doing it, you should, not me. With the texture. That three dimension to show in the NFT. You definitely,
2: I will say, painting? you definitely lose some of that element in an NFT. So what I try to do is I try to go in and, you know, I'll take a picture of my canvas piece and I'll go in and try to digitally kind of enhance the color a little bit and I've noticed that when I kind of enhance it it gives it more depth um so the texture still comes through you can tell it's textured but it's just like you don't get the ridges and the you know texture of it that you would get kind of in person looking at the canvas piece but I do try as best I can to Enhance it in ways where you can tell that it's textured, but you do lose you know a little bit of that too, which has been kind of an interesting thing to learn
1: it's all a learning pro- all a learning process that's everything <laughs> that's how it is for me yeah. i mean that's how this podcast is uh every week it's you know we're learning we're growing together, so that's the cool part um going back to to what you said, I think that was such a cool quote of how you said. You relate, you know, drawing with your oils and stuff to your mental health. But I think, like, the most important part is that it's it's all still beautiful. And so that's, like, oh, that's, thanks. like, and, like, even relating it to mental health, like, that's what you just have to remember. Like, even, I mean, not when I say you, I probably should say me. But it, it is, like, you <laughs> no, know, that, that is so hard to think about in the time. Because all you're thinking about is, oh, the mess yeah. I made or what is happening now. But that's something that I, I try to think about is, you know, the bigger picture. And it, it is really, I mean, it's not easy. It's, it's easy to say to do that, but it's not easy to practice always. But it's it's a good reminder.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's, you know, I feel like when you, it's not easy, but when you do The work to truly heal, like you can't go back, you know, and that's kind of one thing that's really been heavy on my heart this week is like, I've been doing this healing. And now that I know what I know, and I've gotten to the level of healing where I'm at, like, I don't know if I could go back to the way I was living the way I was thinking the things I was doing before. And I love I love that that spoke to you because it it made me think about, you know, with the painting, like you can't go back, you know, you can't undo a stroke. You can't, and don't get me wrong. Like I love procreate. I think it's great. But if I screw up, I can hit the undo button with my oil painting. If I mess up, I can't, I can't take that moment back. I can't go back. So it's in a way a friendly reminder to know that like, even in the worst darkest days, like, You can't go back to that day and hopefully, you know, the next day is going to be better and the next stroke is going to be, you know, better. It's going to bring you more depth, more clarity, more like vibrancy, more life, more exciting things to live for. And it's just... Oh, you got me all excited and a little emotional. I'm, I'm no, really glad yeah, you said No, yeah.
1: No, I, I love it. It's it's real. I mean, it's and that's yeah. I, that's what I want to be in this space and I hope everyone that comes on the podcast feels like they can be that way too. So, yeah, I, it's very cool. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for listening and holding space. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. So,
1: you have lots of collections on OpenSea, but if you had to pick one to kind of oh god to kind of gravitate towards people like what would be your favorite
0: (laughs) right come on you gotta have i
1: gotta have the hard-hitting journalism here
0: Uh, (laughs) you (laughs) do yeah asking the hard
2: questions um okay 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 let me think i I do know
1: they i know they all mean a lot and they probably represent a different time a different stage But uh, I mean, I don't, I guess maybe because I'm not an artist, I don't understand what that question means to artists, but.
2: Can I give you a teeny bit of a cop out answer, but still a real answer? (laughs) All right, thanks. So mother of mental health will always have a special place in my heart because that's where I was at at the beginning of my journey. And I know I've healed because I can look at those pieces and see where I was, but it also like, isn't where I'm at now, which leads me to like the next step of my journey was the Lady and Lord collection being my first big digital collection, which kind of is like in a different category in my heart of my, my oil art versus my digital art, um, But I think the the core of our being collection is the collection where I really let myself get out of my own head and just play and play with the oil painting and play with colors and really play with texture. Um, That's the collection where I I kept moving forward and kind of broke a new... um, layer of my artistic ability in giving myself the permission to play and be creative and to call myself you know an artist so i know i picked three and you told me one <laughs> but they're those are they're like they're kind of different
1: yeah yeah we'll take that in. we'll you take narrowed, that you narrowed it down. You. so can are you working on anything new right now
2: right now my um Oh, that's terrible. I forgot the name. Hold on. (laughs) Um, My colorful core collection um, is what I'm working on. I've been really into um, getting like healing my divine feminine. And this collection has really been a part of that journey for me. That's been helpful. Um, I'm also doing a collab with my friend Amber, uh, Amber Shea, the one who hosts the ADHD Spaces. Um, she is, oh my God, she's so talented. So she, we're doing a collection together um, where we're combining her digital art with some of my um, new, like canvas pieces. Um, that I've gotten to play with, and that's really been fun, too. So those are my two kind of new things that I'm doing
0: right now.
1: That's awesome. So another question, do you have any plans to um, – have you minted or bought any other NFTs besides, you know, working on your own collections?
2: I have, yes. Um, It has – I'll be really honest. It's been really hard. I have a big – (laughs) I call it the cool shit I want to buy list. Um, It's a big list of mine of friends I want to support and buy. I'm currently unemployed. um, So the money is not flowing as great as I would like it to right now, but it's coming. Like we're manifesting, it's coming. And so when that comes, um, I'm going to turn around and support, you know, all of my female friends in the space. Um, But I do, I minted a... Oh, I need to remember the name. Let me go check out my OpenSea really quickly because that's going to bother me. Um, Catherine, her last name starts with a B and I cannot believe I'm blanking. <laughs> this is what gets hard with like Twitter, right? Like you recognize everyone by their PFP and you don't know the name. Um, So she creates these really beautiful heart NFTs. It's like a atomically correct heart, but she makes it super beautiful in a way that like, even broken hearts can heal and look absolutely gorgeous as art. So there's a lot of meaning to her work. And that was actually the first NFT I minted, um, which I was super excited about. And then the second NFT that I have minted was a um, Diamond Dog. It was part of the Diamond Dog Project by a a St. Louis Cardinals player. So being from Springfield, like I love the Cardinals. Um, I I like the project a lot too. I really believe in it. Um, And it was just, you know, I'm a dog lover, so I love dogs too. And that was something where I was trying to do more of a like, play more with the investment side of NFTs. So the, and like, as I'm continuing to learn in this journey, the floor was really low. Um, So (laughs) I think, (laughs) So I tried to get in, you know, with that. Um, But yeah, I definitely have a big list that I keep adding to of when the day comes where I sell some more pieces, I can turn around and invest it right back into the community that's, you know, supported me on my journey.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I know I I always say it's so cool when you see, I mean, just anyone, other women supporting other women, but let alone like creators supporting other creators. I I think that's just like such a cool aspect of our community that we have going and I, I hope it continues.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Is it
0: thank you? Yes. Is that <laughs> the
2: yes. Oh,
0: God bless you. Thank <laughs> you it's so much. I felt terrible. That is that is awesome.
2: Isn't it amazing? And it's so I just really it's cool. unlike anything I've ever seen. Her work is just fantastic.
1: I think you know one of one art pieces in obviously, and and NFTs in this space are are so undervalued. And I can't wait until they start taking off. Like, obviously, we've seen the big, you know, like bleeple and some of the bigger artists, but um, you know, some of these smaller, like one of one artists are are so undervalued. And when when those start getting discovered, it's I feel like it's going to help propel NFTs as a whole even more.
2: I totally agree, and I, I definitely share your like hope for that because you know we recently saw such a fantastic movement of women-led collections, right? With Rebel Society, um, Girls Writing Things, Women in NFT, FT, you know, uh, Women in Weapons, like all of those things had fantastic momentum and kind of moving you know women up in the space. And so, what I'm hoping is the next kind of wave of success is going to be the one of one female artists and the one-on-one, one-of-one artists, um, in the space period to kind of, you know, bring that up as well. That's what I'm hoping the next wave is.
1: Yeah, that, that'd be really cool to see. Um, and I think, and I hope, my hope is that, you know, you, you mentioned the, the success that we've kind of seen and we kind of saw a little, a little patch where these, these women led projects were becoming popular, but I hope it wasn't just a, like a, let's give them this attention to kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. keep, keep them occupied for now. I, I, I want it to keep going. Like, I don't want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like we gave you your, your 10 seconds or whatever. So like, I I really (laughs) truly hope that um, it continues. And, and I do, i see it i just think um the space as a whole you know has to believe it as well
2: i totally agree i wish i could remember who said it but it's um we want it to be a, a movement not a moment yeah. right like it needs to okay. right I, I feel shitty not remembering who said that but like one. it's it's such a like good because it's like yeah like <laughs> it needs to be a movement you know i think i heard a statistic of. Um, I should I should cite it, but I can't remember where I read it. I need to pay more attention, apparently. Um like sixty percent of the artists in the space are women, yet only five percent of the sales go to women. Um so just it doesn't make sense. Um and I, I do. I hope it's it's a movement, you know, not a moment.
1: Exactly. I I hope so. I think we're in, you know, trending in the right direction. Um and hopefully, you know, uh people like like us trying to give platforms uh people like you willing to share your story and and get out there i hope that you know all together we can achieve our goal
2: absolutely i so appreciate you guys doing this platform i think it's fantastic um i'm excited to continue to follow you on your journey and to you know keep supporting each other and keep supporting other people in the space who are doing good things there's good people yeah, there here really is you just gotta shine the light on them
1: yeah and I know I, that's it's my favorite part is is meeting all these incredible people it's there's just like you said before so many good people in this space and you know like they come on and they're like oh like am I talking too much like no like this is your time like this is this is mm-hmm. what we wanted to make it for like we're here to help you but this is your this is your time when you're on here so you know anyone that wants to come on we'd love to hear your story uh we're open dm us on twitter uh dm my personal twitter i'd love to hear from anyone so yeah
2: awesome i can't wait you know hopefully we can meet in real life and just i'm actually only
1: i only live five hours away from you are you kidding (laughs) my um yeah we can talk after um i actually have some family that is down there
2: Oh my God! What a small world. We'll talk. We'll yeah, talk. About
1: okay, it. so so let's wrap it up with our traditional uh, question, which is <laughs> we we've talked a little bit about it so far. We usually do, but advice that you would give to um, you know a woman that she might want to jump in the space, you know, maybe as an artist like yourself, or even just a community member, also like yourself. Ooh, I love
2: that. Uh, just do it. Like not like j- truly just it just jump in you know give yourself some grace you're gonna learn you're gonna fall you're gonna go through things but you're not gonna go through them alone and just know that like all good things it takes time Um but on the other side of that you know login screen you're gonna find a community waiting for you and a lot of like-minded people who are ready to help you you know love yourself and help you on your journey
1: very well said I think you know there's always a welcoming hand here. I've found that, you know, so many people are willing to help no matter what it may be, or even, uh, just chat. So I think I always say that there's a space for everyone in within this community. So, you know, just join, get involved. You won't regret it.
2: Mhm. Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story, joining us today. I know, um, you know, as we said, some of these topics might not be the easiest, but uh, we appreciate your realness and your openness. Um, it's it's awesome to hear from another artist doing things within the space. We love it.
2: Oh, Absolutely. Thank you both so much for holding space for me. I really appreciate it.
1: That's all for this episode of Non-Fungible Queens. You can find us on Twitter at NFQueensPodcast. And stay tuned for next episode. Bye.